Hey everyone, welcome back to In Her Wallet podcast, a weekly show helping women around the world take control of their finances for good and build better financial futures one episode at a time. My name is Sophia. I'm the host and creator of In Her Wallet podcast and an accredited investment representative here in Canada. This week, I'm bringing you a solo episode about how you can prepare to buy your first home in Canada. It's often talked about how expensive a real estate in Canada is, but today I want to make that dream of owning your own home more real and accessible for you. How? I'll walk you through the exact steps you need to take to prepare to buy your first home, aka you'll know where to start before that home search actually begins, such as how to get pre-approved for your mortgage, how to know what home you can actually afford, as well as what government programs exist out there that can help you make your dream home a reality. After listening to this episode, you'll walk away knowing the exact four steps you need to take now to prepare to buy your first home. So you're ready before the most exciting part of this journey begins, the actual home search. Before we get into it, guys, if you do feel like In Her Wallet podcast brings you value in any way, I would so appreciate if you took the time to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you can, leave us a written review on the Apple Podcasts app. All you have to do is simply scroll all the way down. In the write a review section, you can write anything you want. Honestly, it can be a feedback on today's episode. It can be suggestions on the guests you want to see. It can be ideas for future episodes. All of it helps me show up as a better host for you and helps keep the show going. All right, with that, let's dive into the episode. Before you start shopping for your dream home, the first step is to determine your borrowing capacity, aka the amount of the mortgage loan you can qualify for to finance your future home purchase. Unless you have a stack of cash to pay for the home right away, of course. Knowing this amount in advance is the same as checking the menu online before going to a restaurant. You want to know if you can pay the bill before you go to a restaurant and have that meal. The easiest way to calculate the borrowing capacity is to use an online calculator. By the way, I have included a link in the episode description to the one I found most useful, so make sure to check it out. This calculator will normally ask what your annual salary is, what is the expected amount of down payment, if you have any pre-existing large debts, and I think that's basically it. So that's your first step. Once you have an idea of how much you can borrow, it is time to calculate your down payment. That's the portion of the total home cost that you will pay out of pocket, while the rest of the amount will be financed with the mortgage loan. In Canada, down payment is mandatory and it helps reduce the amount of the mortgage loan as well as the interest on your payments. The minimum amount of the down payment depends on the property, but a general rule of thumb is that the down payment is 20% of the total cost of your home. 
An important note I want to mention here is that down payment in some cases can be less than 20%. However, then the bank or the financial institution you decide to get the mortgage from will have to take out an insurance with the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. And as a result of that, you will have to pay a premium in addition to your mortgage payment. So that's something to keep in mind. Before we get to step three, I want to pause here and walk you through two government programs designed to help you save for a down payment. Let's start with the first home savings account. This is a new type of registered account introduced by the Canadian government just this year in April of 2023 that is designed to help you save for a down payment of your first home purchase. Once you open this account, deposits to and from FHSA are tax-free, meaning that just like with TFSA and RSP, if you decide to invest money within this account, your capital gains, dividends, or any interest you earn on that original amount of money invested will not be taxed. And that also makes me want to mention, don't get confused by the name. First home savings account doesn't mean that this is simply a savings account where your money will just stay. You can invest within this account, meaning it can be used as an investment account where you help your money grow further to achieve that down payment amount necessary. With regards to some regulations, you can contribute a maximum of $8,000 per year to first home savings account for a total amount maximum of $40,000 in a lifetime. And if I were to personally use a first home savings account and invest within it for a down payment, I would probably go for a more of a conservative strategy given a shorter time horizon. Let's say I'm planning to buy my home within the next three to four years. Some of the investment products I would use could potentially be an all-in-one exchange traded fund or simply a high interest GIC, Guaranteed Investment Certificate. You don't want to invest invest into riskier stocks within this account and God forbid experience market downturn and lose your money for down payment. So once again, I'd rather take more of a conservative route if you were to invest your savings within this first home savings account. Second government program I want to walk you through is called Home Buyer's Plan within your RSP, which allows you to withdraw up to $35,000 or $70,000 for a couple to make a down payment for your first home purchase. This money can be withdrawn from your RSP without penalty or any taxes paid as long as it will be repaid back into your RSP within the next 15 years. I would highly recommend looking into this option if you are currently employed and have an employee matching program for your RSP. And if you currently are not maximizing those RSP contributions, I would definitely suggest looking into that if you're planning to buy your first home in the next couple of years. Again, money within your RSP can be invested as well. And depending on your time horizon, I would rather stick to a more conservative investment strategy, such as looking into high interest GICs or well-balanced ETFs to help your money grow. At the end of the day, whether using first home savings account or home buyer's plan with your RSP, 
totally boils down to your own situation. Yes, both allow you to save and withdraw money for your first home down payment tax-free. One thing to note is that with First Home Savings Account, there are no limits as to how much you can withdraw for your down payment versus with that RSP Home Buyers Plan, you can only withdraw up to a maximum of $35,000. What this means is if you understand what your time horizon is and you know approximately when you plan to buy your home, if you open that FHSA and start investing your money and letting it grow, you can take advantage of the compound interest and in a nutshell, save for a larger down payment down the road. And by the way, you can actually take advantage of both programs at the same time and withdraw your home buyer's plan down payment amount, as well as make a qualifying withdrawing from your first home savings account for the same qualifying home purchase, as long as you meet conditions outlined on the Government of Canada website. So make sure to check that out. Now, if we were to look ahead and picture that you have reached a point where you have finally saved for your down payment or are getting close, the next step would be to save for your closing costs. What are closing costs? These are legal and administrative fees paid at the closing of a real estate transaction and generally range from 1.5 to 4% of the selling price. It's important to save for these expenses before you actually proceed with the transaction so you avoid situation where you're left in the red and have to take out any debt or put those balances onto your credit card without being able to pay for them right away. I want to mention here that one of the largest closing costs is the land transfer tax, which is calculated as a percentage of your total home cost. This tax varies by province and municipality that you live in. However, in British Columbia, Ontario and Prince Edward Island and in the city of Toronto, first-time home buyers are eligible for a tax rebate for this expense. So if you haven't heard of this, that's one of the things to keep in mind down the road. And finally, the fourth step in preparing to buy your first home is getting pre-approval for your mortgage loan. So you can actually confirm what your borrowing capacity is, which we calculated in step one. Imagine that three to four years past, you have finally saved for the down payment, you have saved for closing costs, it's an exciting time. Now is a great opportunity to go to a bank or any other financial institution you decide to work with to get the mortgage and request that pre-approval. Why? Because this can give you a clear idea of the price range you can shop within for your first home. A lot can change in three to four years. Maybe your income has grown. Maybe you have now additional fixed costs that you need to look out for. And also, some of the banks will actually guarantee the interest rate for your mortgage for a certain period of time. Oftentimes, it's 90 days. So you can be sure that within the next three months, while you're shopping for your home, you have secured 
a good interest rate for yourself. This document is also a great way of showing the sellers that you are a serious buyer, you have all your financial documents in order, and in a competitive housing market, that document alone can help determine whether your offer is accepted or rejected. Well, Past these four steps, you're now ready to start shopping for your first home. How exciting. It's easy to get carried away. And as someone who has done that before, I know where I come from. But I want to leave you with this four questions that can help assist in that search process. Consider what area, neighborhood, and town you are interested in. What type of home would you like? Is it a single family, condo, duplex? Are you planning to rent out any parts of your home to create additional stream of passive income for yourself? Consider what features of the home are most important to you, as well as whether that home has any short-term costs associated with it, such as renovations and landscaping. One of the best resources my partner and I have found while we were purchasing our first home is using the help of a great real estate specialist who can help you during that research process and really make it smooth and easy for you to find your dream place. So don't be afraid to use the help of a real estate agent. And I find that the best way to go about it is through referrals from the friends and family who maybe have used them before. To wrap this episode up, let's recap. So the four steps to prepare to buy your first home are first to calculate your borrowing capacity using online calculator. Remember that there is one linked in the episode description. Second, determine what your down payment amount is and start saving for it. Don't forget to take advantage of the government incentive programs that I have highlighted for you. Next, don't forget to save for closing costs. Oftentimes, that's something that gets left out and really catches you at the end of the transaction. And finally, get mortgage pre-approval paper so you stand out as a serious buyer in a competitive housing market, such as Vancouver. If you feel like you've gained any value from this episode, make sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you feel like we have deserved it, you can do so on Spotify or Apple Podcasts app. If you want to take it a step further, you can leave us a written review on the Apple Podcasts app. You can tell me anything you want. It can be short or long. You can tell me about the guests you want to see, the topics you want to have highlighted, and the thoughts you had after listening to this episode. As always, I want you to give yourself credit for showing up for yourself and your future because every time you do that you increase what's financially possible for you thank you all and i will see you next week